mindfulness mode. Go out and and figure it out. Sit down and sit in the feeling of where it's coming from. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show today. We are going to be talking about holistic healing today. We're going to be talking about quantum consciousness. We'll talk about mindset. We'll talk about performance. We'll talk about all kinds of things related to this. We'll talk about hypnotherapy and uh, NLP. And I'm here with the person that can do just that. I'm here with my guest, Janet Elaine Schmidt. Janet, are you in mindfulness mode today? I am. I, I tried. To, I tried to practice that um, almost twenty four seven. Although it's not, you can't. You can't constantly have it that way. But I try. I know. Sometimes I'm more in mindfulness mode than others. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, what does mindfulness mean to you, Janet? Mindfulness means to me to be aware. And the first thing you have to do is be aware of yourself. And that means uh, gentle with yourself. That means understanding your thoughts, your emotions, and your reactions. And mindfulness is also understanding if you're running a program or not. So, and if that's a helpful program or not. And when I mean by that, we can get into that later, but uh, that's really important. I think it's also self-regulating yourself. So you know when to be speaking, when not to be speaking, whether it you're going to say something that's uh, acceptable, or, you know, to be conscious of other people. So you, you have to be aware of your surroundings. So the best way to do that is say, okay, I'm aware that I'm here right now. I'm aware that I'm talk, speaking with you right now. I'm aware of the room that I'm in. I'm aware of the chair that I'm sitting in. I'm aware of the topic. I'm aware of my breath. I'm aware of my voice. And and now I can just be. And that's just talking about where we are right now. Well, I like that. And I like what you said about running a program. Aren't we running a program all the time or what? Yeah, every everybody... I. I always tell people, especially when I'm working with business teams, I say the best emotional intelligence you can have is to understand that we are all programmed differently. We all grew up differently. We have uh, epigenetic imprinting in us that's different. Uh, We've gone through different things as we've gotten older. And all of these make our program. We even, even the television that you watch, the, the type of that you read, the books that you read, All of this is programming. And so when you can understand your programming and understand that people around you are programmed and understand how they might be programmed, well, that gives you really, you can create the strategic, you know, um, method to work with everybody in your life if you have that understanding. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk about NLP. Have you done NLP for a long time? Does that really light you up? (laughs) <laughs> I, you know what, I use it, I have to say, in at first, I use it all the time. Now I use so many other methods, I kind of they kind of flow, it just flows together, depending on who's in front of me. That's why I, a lot of times talk about what I do is quantum consciousness integration, because mm-hmm. I can't just focus on one thing. But one thing I'd say to people that was kind of an aha moment for me when I first studied NLP, was that we only spoke 7% with our words. That's We communicate only 7% with our words and 93% is nonverbal. So it's like 
the inflection in your voice, your eyes. I mean, this opened a whole new world to me when um, that was that was the biggest one of the biggest aha moments for me, because I never paid attention to, you know, how I was standing or what I was doing. It's kind of like you ask somebody if they can help you do a fundraiser and their eyes look like a deer caught in the headlight and their body stiffens up and they say yes. Well, pretty much they don't want to do it. <laughs> and you should pay <laughs> yeah. attention to that. Tell me about your hypnosis journey. When you first started doing hypnosis, did that come completely naturally to you? Or did you have to kind of uh, spend a lot of time learning how to do it and moving into that space? Well, I was really fortunate because um, I'm a meditator. And I think anybody who meditates, it's a very easy way to get into that space. And so for me, I have to say that journey wasn't difficult just because even now I'm I'm constantly, you know, doing even self-hypnosis, which is is really advantageous. And I, I really uh, promote that. Um, I do use um, in Theta Healing. They use a little bit of that. And I work with Theta Healing, too. And I usually use Theta Healing with the uh, with the meditators because they can get into that Theta state pretty quickly. I know that you talk about four different techniques that you use to change people's belief systems. Can you mm -hmm. give us a little insight into what some of those four techniques are? Well, I use NLP. We talked about NLP. I yep. use theta. I use theta healing, and I those techniques are somewhat similar. They have some of the same components, and so it just depends which one I go for. Because if if I have somebody who's really used to meditating then I'll probably use more of a theta healing. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody that doesn't meditate so much, I'll use part of NLP. But I combine it because the other one I use is EMI, which is like EMDR. And if somebody has trauma, the first thing I want to do is take them out of that trauma. And for those people who aren't aware, we hold trauma in our brain fragmented. It's fragmented. And so your left side, which is your logical side of your brain, and your right side, which is the creative, they argue over the healing part. And so that's why most people don't heal. But when you go through EMDR or EMI, it brings you into the whole, it brings your brain into the whole brain state and you can start healing. They call it the silent healer. And it really does work when I have a client, usually in the first session, they go from a 10 to a 2. 10 being anxiety or the high. And so once I get that down, then I can use other techniques. Now, I also use what, what I call DNA reengineering because when you go through all of this, our, I want people to understand your thoughts have energy and it's been proven that the biochemical effects of our brain's function shows that our very thoughts affect our cells, which means our cells have energy. So I like to move that out first. And then, so I'm using a, a, quite a few different techniques. And then I use something called Psyche. And Psyche, I call it, I double clamp down. Whatever I'm moving out of your system, whatever I'm moving out of your timeline, let's say you want to get fear out. Where And I find where fear first started in your quantum field. So I'll go to that. I'll clear it out all the way through your quantum field. We'll put safety, security, and confidence in its place. And then I call uh, Psyche double clamps it down. So Psyche um, is something that was invented 30 years ago. They came across by Rob Williams. Um, 
if anybody knows uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he yes. writes in the back of Biology of Belief um, that Psyche is the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing one. And that's why he was able to finish the book and have great relationships today. And it's known as an energy psychology technique or method. And so for me, Psyche doesn't talk about moving the old belief out. I like to move the old belief out, usher the new belief in, but then I double clamp it down with what they call a goal balance or the new belief. I work with the client, we put in a new belief. So if it's safety, security, and confidence, it just says, I am, I have safety, security, and confidence in every situation. And so that then that locks it into your subconscious and conscious mind because that also brings you into the whole brain state, bringing the left cortex and the right cortex together. So and that's why it works so well. Psych K, P S Y C H dash K. I'm just wondering when you first learned this, and uh, I, I'd just like to learn more about it because I haven't talked to any guests about this before. Oh, I learned it a while ago. There's the reason why is there are only 35 teachers in the whole world, oh. and so there's uh, a, I, there's quite a few that are. I'm a I'm an advanced facilitator, which means I can do it, you know, um, via Zoom and that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. and there's a lot of other techniques that go with it, like part of psyche. One of the um, sessions you can choose is to go from birth all the way to your death, which gets rid of any anxiety or trauma over either one of them because they leave imprints in us. But um, but it, that's why you haven't really heard of it because it's not it's not as widespread as NLP. It's not as widespread as theta healing, and yet and yet it's so effective. And and I just heard Bruce Lipton speak about it on uh, he didn't call it psyche, but he talked about it on Lewis Howe about, I don't know, maybe three months ago. He he spoke about it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I also want to ask you about light code activation. Tell us about that. Well, our cells have light in them. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're a light body, really. And so sometimes we're not, our body isn't completely filled with the light that we could have. And so it's moving, it's moving clutter out, moving, moving the stuff that's dampening you. We get all of those, some of those light belief systems out and, and you, you expand. It's, it's also a level to expand your consciousness because when we expand that way, all of these, and I'm going to say that to everybody, all of these, anything that you do to change your belief system, to get out of an old paradigm, repeating a cycle over and over again, once you do that, you're literally shifting your consciousness into, I, I don't really like to say higher or lower, but you are expanding your consciousness. That's pretty much what you're doing. I always like to think that we're the eagle and consciousness is the sky and we can go as high as we want. Wow, that, I love that image. That's that's awesome. Janet, would you tell us a story about a client you've worked with where you've used some of these techniques to really transform them? Um, yeah, I had a client in, um, well, I won't say where she's from, but she was an executive and it was right before COVID or right when COVID started. And she convinced herself that she had mold poisoning. She had convinced herself that she just, she, it, it the phobia because she was watching TV and everything about COVID that she just went into anxiety mode. 
And she was contacting doctor after doctor after doctor. They were putting her on supplements. She was seeing therapists. And somebody, I, I still to this day don't know who recommended her, to, recommended me to her, but she came. And so we slowly dissected it. It's like an onion. We peeled back where all of these beliefs and where the anxiety came from. And she happened to be, she was a, a, a big time athlete before she became in the corporate world. And so it, being healthy was always a really important thing to her. So if anything happened, she would get out of whack and create anxiety. And that's why COVID just had such an impact on her. She she just could not get out. So we went through all her fears. We went through traumas and I we just slowly dissected it. After two sessions, uh, she wrote that she felt so much better. After eight sessions, it was clear. Everything was cleared. She felt great. She she flew and she only came back once because uh, she was starting a new job and kind of had a little anxiety. So we went over that. Oh, very interesting. What a great yeah. story. Tell me how nature plays a role in your life, Janet. Well, nature is I mean, I'm, I'm looking out my window right now. Nature, nature is something that's a necessity to me because nature has energy itself and uh if people don't go out and take their shoes off and feel the ground earth every once in a while, they call it earthing or grounding. It's very important to feel the earth, but it provides us with such calmness. If we just allow us to take it in and just imagine everything has energy. I mean, 99.9% .9 of everything has energy. So just take a moment, sit on that bench, breathe that air. It's, it's going to bring you to a whole nother state. And so to me, um, well, I grew up, you know, in the mountains. So to me, nature is, is kind of the cornerstone of who we all are. And so I would suggest if you're not getting out there to get out there because, and, and feel it, feel, feel the grass in your feet even. Well, I'm just really fascinated to talk to you because it sounds like you are really doing tremendous things in the world. And, uh, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you about the topic of bullying, because I've worked mm. in this field for a long time. And I wonder if you have a story about bullying uh, where mindfulness would have made a difference. Well, there's a, a lot of stories that are out there right on the news that could make a difference. And yeah. I don't really have a story with any of my clients, but I am going to say this. Uh, I just had a, a, a young man that I spoke to that had young children. And when we talk about epigenetic imprinting, and when we talk about, you know, quantum physics, the energy part of it, right? But epigenetics is something that's imprinted in us, and it's passed down. So how our parents see things or how their parents see things, that comes down to us in a gene, and we can decide to turn it on or off. And so... I tell parents that because children are going to soak in whatever the parent says from the time they're born to about seven years old. And that that's really important because you may be saying one thing, but they're watching your actions and your actions are doing a totally different thing. And so if you don't think your little children are watching you, they are. So I get a lot of executives that I do, even though we're working on them, I take them down 
to talking about speaking about their children, what they're doing in their household, how they're looking at life, because they may say, no, 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 I have this other perspective. Really, do you? Because if you're not showing it in your house, the child is going to pick up on it. Or if you're saying something else in the car when you're going away from an individual that's not so great, that child is taking it all in. And they're taking it in from you and they're not questioning it because when they're born to birth to about seven, we're in theta state. We don't question what our parents are doing. So my message to everyone is start checking out how you're messaging to your children, especially at a young state. I I say that to everyone. And, um, and bullying is to me is, Um, the person who's bullying is somebody who has very low self-esteem is somebody that hasn't been taught how to treat other people in the proper way. And maybe they're not seeing it in their own home of how to treat people the proper way. Um, And so I think for us to have a self-awareness of that, but there is no excuse for it. I'm just helping people understand how somebody becomes a bully, how, how that comes about and um, and the best way is for you to be aware of it so that you can step away from it. Um, and and but it does allow us to have compassion, not put our, ourselves in the place of harm, but to have compassion for that person, because somewhere along the line, they've been taught it. They've been programmed for it without a doubt. Right. Mindful Tribe, I want to tell you Janet's website. Her website is JanetElaineSchmidt.com, J-A-N-E-T-E-L-A-I-N-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T. So check out JanetElaineSchmidt.com. And Janet, what can we expect to see at your website when we go there? Well, you'll probably see... I. I, I believe I have the story that actually pushed me to do the work that I do. I was repeating a cycle over and over and again, and I finally had to look at myself and say, why? And that had to do with my inherited money consciousness, which is a really huge topic. And most of us have a ceiling somewhere. Um, and so I had to take a look at that. So they'll see that. They'll There's articles that I've written there that they can read through. And then, and then my services are there, so they they can read through the services and see if if it, if I'm a fit for them. Right, that sounds really interesting. And I understand you're you're currently working on a book about consciousness. Tell us about that I, project. I am, I am. I call it Voice Consciousness Unedited. Well, all of us have our higher self, and yet a lot of the time we don't listen to that higher self, and that higher self is trying to get us to do the stuff, do do the work so that we can dwell more in the higher self than an, another. And so it's a little bit about my journey, not listening to my higher self, but also enabling people the tools to be able to access their higher self in a pretty fast and easy way. And I, I would tell the viewers, one of the fastest ways you can do it is just all you have to do is write on a paper, what is it that I need to know today? You put your name in there, what does Bruce need to know today? And if you take three or four deep breaths and you do this first thing in the morning and you don't argue about what you're writing down, that's pretty much your higher self. It's when we let our consciousness argue with it that that's when it 
becomes a problem. But also in the book, I talk about uh, my journey of everything I've tried. And I have tried probably 40 different techniques and methods. And I talk about the effect on me, all of that, so they can enjoy that and they can decide what works, what doesn't. And lastly, I actually have an extensive library. And I write, I tell them all the books that I read in my journey and that I'm still reading in my journey to, to evolve and to constant, because we're here to constantly evolve and to help each other. I mean, that's why you have this podcast, to, to help everybody understand bullying, to understand our, our programming, to understand what's out there. And that's why we're here. And so I thought, why not put all the books out there that, that I've studied in my lifetime and continue to? That's a great idea, Janet. As, as we move forward, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a really powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question because I've had a lot of teachers in in my time. I'm not religious. I, I, I want to say this, I'm not religious, but I would have to say Jesus because of what he accomplished. So he's he was about teaching us that about love. And I think that's a very a very important thing at this time. Yeah, for is, sure. Is to have love for each other. And he was unconditional love. And so whether whether he's a prophet, whether you believe he's the Salavir, or whether you believe he is just um written about. Um, what he emulated to us was to have unconditional love for each other and everyone and everything. Very interesting. I want to ask you about your emotions and how mindfulness helps you deal with your emotions. Well, mindfulness to me is always questioning. If I feel, if somebody criticizes me, I have to pull myself back and say, okay, that's an opinion. Because uh, when I was growing up, that was a trigger for me. I was criticized a lot. So I, 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 it affected me. So for me, that's one of my main things. I go, okay, this is just an opinion. So do you take in part of this opinion? Is it right? I go through the evaluation period. So I ask myself because, you know, our thoughts become emotions and those emotions become beliefs. And if we do it repeatedly enough, we confirm it and then it becomes imprinted. And so you have to really think, okay, is my emotion there? Because I don't want that belief. And so I'm really mindful because I know our thoughts go to emotions, emotions go to beliefs. So you have to ask yourself, do you want that as your belief? So that's awareness means to me to always check my emotions and how I feel. And also to check if, if I'm feeling, if somebody's rude to me or if somebody says something, I don't know what's going on in their day. So I think it also says discernment. You have to go back and and try not to judge. Judge judgment to me is one of the hardest things we all have to overcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to ask you about a book. Do you have a book that you uh, recommend? I was waiting for this. <laughs> the Direct Way by Adeshante and it's third 30 practices to evoke awakening. I've done this. And what they have is they have all these different um, parts, uh, techniques that you can take in for awareness. It's like short meditations. 
but you read it and then you do it. And it's, it's pretty amazing. And it will take you really right down to the bones of awareness. And it takes you through different parts of awareness. Very cool. Any apps that you would recommend that are related to mindfulness? I'm not an app person. So I don't, um, I don't spend a lot of time. I'm on here now, Zoom. But other than speaking to clients, I don't spend a lot of time on apps. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of people, but not necessarily apps. Right. And where do you listen to your podcasts? Oh, I usually go on YouTube or um, it'll be somebody that I've listened to before. Sure. Um, maybe Spotify. I, yeah. I it it depends on where it pops up and who I want to listen to, right? But but usually YouTube. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I always ask people whether they listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or somewhere else. YouTube, so, Spotify, I'll go on. Yeah. Um, Apple, I gave up a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, uh, it's it's been so much fun to talk to you about all of this stuff. What's your practice that you do every morning, Janet? Well, I usually get up about five or five thirty because I, depending on when the client is, because if I'm working overseas, my client is much earlier. But I at least get up an hour and a half to two hours before I have a client. And what I do is the first thing I do is turn on Tibetan bell music. I love it. And it clears out the whole house, the whole area, it just clears it, makes it all clean and clear. And while that's running, I'll go out and I look at nature and I say my prayers. I have my own prayers, my own prayer system that I do. And, and I do that. And then I come back in and I sit down and I meditate to the rest of the Tibetan bell music. And if the bell music ends, I just continue to sit there until I'm finished. And some days it's longer than others. I also, um, there are a couple um, people that I love when they come out with a meditation, I'll try them out. But for the most part, that is what I do religiously every day. That, and I'm going to give one last tip. Um, if you put your hand on your heart and you set a timer on your phone, and you say, a gratitude, appreciation, compassion, joy, love. And you just run that in, in a loop. Gratitude, appreciation, compassion, love, joy. If you just do that for three minutes, you raise your vibration for six hours. Wow. Six wow. hours, you're raising your energy level. And, and it can be measured it can be measured. And so that is a practice that I do at least once a day for three minutes. And the last one I'm going to give people, which is really interesting, is the other three minutes I do. I am so grateful now that abundance comes to me easily and effortlessly on a constant and everyday basis. Beautiful. And I do that for three minutes. And the reason why is because abundance is is what we all desire. And it it comes in different forms right? Abundance in love, abundance in friends, abundance in everything. And that's what we're all here to strive for. It really is. And uh, as we wrap up, I want to ask you if you have some final words of advice that you could share with our Mindful Tribe listeners. Uh, yes, I would say that um, success in every area of your life is real and obtainable, but the power is always in our hands because we've, give, we've been given choice. 
That's the one thing we have given choice and free will. And so when you look, when you can look at the landscape that way, if you see something that's not working for you or you're not living the life that you want to live, go out and, and figure it out, sit down and sit in the feeling of where it's coming from because you'll discover it and then you can change it. There you go. That's very powerful. Thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode, Janet. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, all the best. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Want to get better sleep? Want to be more relaxed? Want to build your immune system? Well, my sponsor, Athletic Greens, has a product that you might just really love. And I know I do. It's called AG1. It contains 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial ingredients. You mix it with water and it, it, like I said, supports better sleep and better alertness as well. And Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science and it costs less than $3 a day. So if you're interested in this Mindful Tribe, here is a special offer just for you. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mindfulness. So with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.